Story 193 of Household Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Kurt from Tucson, Arizona. Household Tales by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm and translated by Margaret Hunt. The Drummer a young drummer went out alone one evening into the country and came to a lake on the shore of which he perceived three pieces of white linen lying what fine linen said he and put one piece in his pocket he returned home thought no more of what he had found and went to bed just as he was going to sleep it seemed to him as if someone was saying his name he listened and was aware of a soft voice which cried to him drummer drummer wake up as it was a dark night he could see no one but it appeared to him that a figure was hovering above his bed what do you want he asked give me back my dress answered the voice that you took away from me last evening by the lake you shall have it back again said the drummer if you will tell me who you are ah replied the voice I am the daughter of a mighty king, but I have fallen into the power of a witch, and am shut up on the glass mountain. I have to bathe in the lake every day with my two sisters, but I cannot fly back again without my dress. My sisters have gone away, but I have been forced to stay behind. I entreat you to give me my dress back. Be easy, poor child, said the drummer. I will willingly give it back to you. He took it out of his pocket and reached it to her in the dark. She snatched it in haste and wanted to go away with it. Stop a moment. Perhaps I can help you. You can only help me by ascending the glass mountain and freeing me from the power of the witch. But you cannot come to the glass mountain, and indeed if you were quite close to it, you could not ascend it. When I want to do a thing, I always can do it, said the drummer. I am sorry for you and have no fear of anything, but I do not know the way which leads to the glass mountain. The road goes through the great forest in which the man-eaters live, she answered. And more than that, I dare not tell you. And then he heard her wings quiver, and she flew away. By daybreak the drummer arose buckled on his drum, and went without fear straight into the forest. After he had walked for a while, without seeing any giants, he thought to himself, I must waken up the sluggards. And he hung his drum before him, and beat such a reveille that the birds flew out of the trees with loud cries. It was not long before a giant, who had been lying sleeping among the grass, rose up, and was as tall as a fir tree wretch cried he what art thou drumming here for and wakening me out of my best sleep i am drumming he replied because i want to show the way to many thousands who are following me what do they want in my forest demanded the giant they want to put an end to thee and cleanse the forest of such a monster as thou art oh said the giant i will trample you all to death like so many ants dost thou think thou canst do anything against us said the drummer 
if thou stoopest to take hold of one he will jump away and hide himself but when thou art lying down and sleeping they will come forth from every thicket and creep up to thee every one of them has a hammer of steel in his belt and with that they will beat in thy skull the giant grew angry and thought if i meddle with the crafty folk it might turn out badly for me i can strangle wolves and bears but i cannot protect myself from these earthworms listen little fellow said he go back again and i will promise thee that for the future i will leave thee and thy comrades in peace and if there is anything else thou wishest for tell me for i am quite willing to do something to please thee thou hast long legs said the drummer and canst run quicker than i carry me to the glass mountain and i will give my followers a signal to go back and they shall leave thee in peace this time come here worm said the giant seat thyself on my shoulder i will carry thee where thou wishest to be the giant lifted him up and the drummer began to beat his drum up aloft to his heart's delight the giant thought that is the signal for the other people to turn back after a while a second giant was standing in the road who took the drummer from the first and stuck him in his own buttonhole the drummer laid hold of the button which was as large as a dish held on by it and looked merrily around then they came to a third giant who took him out of the buttonhole and set him on the rim of his hat then the drummer walked backwards and forwards up above and looked over the trees and when he perceived a mountain in the blue distance he thought that must be the glass mountain and so it was the giant only made two steps more and they reached the foot of the mountain when the giant put him down the drummer demanded to be put on the summit of the glass mountain but the giant shook his head growled something in his beard and went back into the forest and now the poor drummer was standing before the mountain which was as high as if three mountains were piled on each other and at the same time as smooth as a looking-glass and did not know how to get up it he began to climb but that was useless for he always slipped back again if one were a bird now thought he but what was the good of wishing no wings grew for him while he was standing thus not knowing what to do he saw not far from him two men who were struggling fiercely together he went up to them and saw they were disputing about a saddle which was lying on the ground before them and which both of them wanted to have what fools you are said he to quarrel about a saddle when you have not a horse for it the saddle is worth fighting about answered one of the men whosoever sits on it and wishes himself in any place even if it should be the very end of the earth gets there the instant he has uttered the wish the saddle belongs to us in common it is my turn to ride on it but that other man will not let me do it i will soon decide the quarrel said the drummer and he went a short distance and stuck a white rod in the ground then he came back and said now run to the goal and whoever gets there first shall ride first both put themselves into a trot but hardly had they gone a couple of steps before the drummer swung himself on the saddle wished himself on the glass mountain and before anyone could turn round he was there on the top of the mountain was a plain there stood an old stone house and in front of the house lay a great fish pond 
but behind it was a dark forest he saw neither men nor animals everything was quiet only the wind rustled among the trees and the clouds moved by quite close above his head he went to the door and knocked when he had knocked for the third time an old woman with a brown face and red eyes opened the door she had spectacles on her long nose and looked sharply at him then she asked what he wanted entrance food and a bed for the night replied the drummer that thou shall have said the old woman if thou wilt perform three services in return why not he answered i am not afraid of any kind of work however hard it may be the old woman let him go in and gave him some food and a good bed at night the next morning when he had had his sleep out she took a thimble from her wrinkled finger reached it to the drummer and said go to work now and empty out the pond with this thimble but thou must have it done before night and must have sought all the fishes which are in the water and laid them side by side according to their kind and size that is strange work said the drummer but he went to the pond and began to empty it he bailed the whole morning but what can any one do to a great lake with a thimble even if he were to bail for a thousand years when it was noon he thought it is all useless and whether i work or not it will come to the same thing so he gave it up and sat down then came a maiden out of the house who set a basket with food before him and said what ails thee that thou sittest so sadly here he looked at her and saw she was wondrously beautiful ah said he i cannot finish the first piece of work how will it be with the others i came forth to seek a king's daughter who is said to dwell here but i have not found her and i will go farther stay here said the maiden i will help thee out of thy difficulty thou art tired lay thy head on my lap and sleep when thou awakest again thy work will be done the drummer did not need to be told that twice as soon as his eyes were shut she turned a wishing ring and said rise water fishes come out instantly the water rose on high like a white mist and moved away with the other clouds and the fishes sprang on the shore and laid themselves side by side each according to his size and kind when the drummer awoke he saw with amazement that all was done but the maiden said one of the fish is not lying with those of its own kind but quite alone when the old woman comes to-night and sees that all she demanded has been done she will ask thee what is this fish lying alone for then throw the fish in her face and say this one shall be for thee old witch in the evening the witch came and when she had put this question he threw the fish in her face she behaved as if she did not remark it and said nothing but looked at him with malicious eyes next morning she said yesterday it was too easy for thee i must give thee harder work to-day thou must hew down the whole of the forest split the wood into logs and pile them up and everything must be finished by the evening she gave him an axe a mallet and two wedges but the axe was made of lead and the mallet and wedges were of tin then he began to cut the edge of the axe turned back and the mallet and wedges were beaten out of shape he did not know how to manage 
but at midday the maiden came once more with his dinner and comforted him lay thy head on my lap said she and sleep when thou awakest thy work will be done she turned her wishing ring and in an instant the whole forest fell down with a crash the wood split and arranged itself in heaps and it seemed just as if unseen giants were finishing the work when he awoke the maiden said dost thou see that the wood is piled up and arranged one bough alone remains but when the old woman comes this evening and asks thee about that bough give her a blow with it and say that is for thee thou witch the old woman came there thou seest how easy the work was said she but for whom hast thou left that bough which is lying there still for thee thou witch he replied and gave her a blow with it but she pretended not to feel it laughed scornfully and said early to-morrow morning thou shalt arrange all the wood in one heap set fire to it and burn it he rose at break of day and began to pick up the wood but how can a single man get a whole forest together the work made no progress the maiden however did not desert him in his need she brought him his food at noon and when he had eaten he laid his head on her lap and went to sleep when he awoke the entire pile of wood was burning in one enormous flame which stretched its tongues out into the sky listen to me said the maiden when the witch comes she will give thee all kinds of orders do whatever she asks thee without fear and then she will not be able to get the better of thee but if thou art afraid the fire will lay hold of thee and consume thee at last when thou hast done everything seize her with both thy hands and throw her into the midst of the fire the maiden departed and the old woman came sneaking up to him oh i am cold said she but that is a fire that burns it warms my old bones for me and does me good but there is a log lying there which won't burn bring it out for me when thou hast done that thou art free and may go where thou likest come go in with a good will the drummer did not reflect long he sprang into the midst of the flames but they did not hurt him and could not even singe a hair of his head he carried the log out and laid it down hardly however had the wood touched the earth and it was transformed and the beautiful maiden who had helped him in his needs stood before him and by the silken and shining golden garments which she wore he knew right well that she was the king's daughter but the old woman laughed venomously and said thou thinkest thou hast her safe but thou hast not got her yet just as she was about to fall on the maiden and take her away the youth seized the old woman with both his hands raised her up on high and threw her into the jaws of the fire which closed over her as if it were delighted that the old witch was to be burnt then the king's daughter looked at the drummer and when she saw that he was a handsome youth and remembered how he had risked his life to deliver her she gave him her hand and said thou hast ventured everything for my sake but i also will do everything for thine promise to be true to me and thou shalt be my husband we shall not want for riches we shall have enough with what the witch has gathered together here she led him into the house where there were chests and coffers crammed with the old woman's treasures the maiden left the gold and silver where it was and took only the precious stones 
she would not stay any longer on the glass mountain. So the drummer said to her, Seat thyself by me on my saddle, and then we will fly down like birds. I do not like the old saddle, said she. I need only turn my wishing ring, and we shall be at home. Very well, then, answered the drummer. Then wish us in front of the town gate. In the twinkling of an eye they were there. But the drummer said, I will just go to my parents and tell them the news. Wait for me outside here, I shall soon be back. Ah, said the king's daughter, I beg thee to be careful. On thy arrival do not kiss thy parents on the right cheek, or else thou wilt forget everything, and I shall stay behind here outside, alone and deserted. How can I forget thee, said he, and promised her to come back very soon, and gave his hand upon it. When he went into his father's house, he had changed so much that no one knew who he was, for the three days which he had passed on the glass mountain had been three years. Then he made himself known, and his parents fell on his neck with joy, and his heart was so moved that he forgot what the maiden had said, and kissed them on both cheeks. But when he had given them the kiss on the right cheek, every thought of the king's daughter vanished from him. He emptied out his pockets, and laid handfuls of the largest jewels on the table. The parents had not the least idea what to do with the riches. Then the father built a magnificent castle, all surrounded by gardens, woods, and meadows, as if a prince were going to live in it. And when it was ready, the mother said, I have found a maiden for thee, and the wedding shall be in three days. The son was content to do as his parents desired. The poor king's daughter had stood for a long time without the town, waiting for the return of the young man. When evening came, she said, he must certainly have kissed his parents on the right cheek, and has forgotten me. Her heart was full of sorrow. She wished herself into a solitary little hut in a forest, and would not return to her father's court. Every evening she went into the town and passed the young man's house. He often saw her, but he no longer knew her. At length she heard the people saying, The wedding will take place tomorrow. Then she said, I will try, if I can, win his heart back. On the first day of the wedding ceremonies, she turned her wishing ring and said, A dress as bright as the sun. Instantly the dress lay before her, and it was as bright as if it had been woven of real sunbeams. When all the guests were assembled, she entered the hall. Everyone was amazed at the beautiful dress, and the bride most of all, and as pretty dresses were the things she had most delight in, she went to the stranger and asked if she would sell it to her. Not for money, she answered, but if I may pass the first night outside the door of the room where your betrothed sleeps, I will give it up to you. The bride could not overcome her desire and consented, but she mixed a sleeping draught with the wine her betrothed took at night which made him fall into a deep sleep when all had become quiet the king's daughter crouched down by the door of the bedroom opened it just a little and cried drummer drummer i pray thee hear hast thou forgotten thou heldest me dear that on the glass mountain we sat hour by hour that i rescued thy life from the witch's power didst thou not plight thy troth to me drummer drummer hearken to me but it was all in vain. The drummer did not awake, and when morning dawned, the king's daughter was forced to go back again as she came. 
on the second evening she turned her wishing ring and said a dress as silvery as the moon when she appeared at the feast in the dress which was as soft as moonbeams it again excited the desire of the bride and the king's daughter gave it to her for permission to pass the second night also outside the door of the bedroom then in the stillness of the night she cried drummer drummer i pray thee here hast thou forgotten thou heldest me dear that on the glass mountain we sat hour by hour that i rescued thy life from the witch's power didst thou not plight thy troth to me drummer drummer hearken to me but the drummer who was stupefied with a sleeping draught could not be aroused sadly next morning she went back to her hut in the forest but the people in the house had heard the lamentation of the stranger maiden and told the bridegroom about it they told him also that it was impossible that he could hear anything of it because the maiden he was going to marry had poured a sleeping draught into his wine on the third evening the king's daughter turned her wishing ring and said a dress glittering like the stars when she showed herself therein at the feast the bride was quite beside herself with the splendor of the dress which far surpassed the others and she said i must and will have it the maiden gave it as she had given the others for permission to spend the night outside the bridegroom's door the bridegroom however did not drink the wine which was handed to him before he went to bed but poured it behind the bed and when everything was quiet he heard a sweet voice which called to him drummer drummer i pray thee hear hast thou forgotten thou heldest me dear that on the glass mountain we sat hour by hour that i rescued thy life from the witch's power didst thou not plight thy troth to me drummer drummer hearken to me suddenly his memory returned to him ah cried he how can i have acted so unfaithfully but the kiss which in the joy of my heart i gave my parents on the right cheek that is to blame for it all that is what stupefied me he sprang up took the king's daughter by the hand and led her to his parents bed this is my true bride said he if i marry the other i shall do a great wrong the parents when they heard how everything had happened gave their consent then the lights in the hall were lighted again drums and trumpets were brought friends and relations were invited to come and the real wedding was solemnized with great rejoicing the first bride received the beautiful dresses as a compensation and declared herself satisfied end of story 193